This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1382, Five Things I Teach My Kids as a Highly Sensitive Parent, by Charlene Jimenez of HighlySensitiveRefuge.com. Hello, everybody, and happy Friday. Greg Audino here, your host and narrator. Glad to be with you once again and equipped with another great parenting post for you. This one comes from Highly Sensitive Refuge which is a great database of content covering relations with HSPs or highly sensitive people. A lot of their work focuses on parenting, and this article specifically is about what lessons to pass on to your child if you're a highly sensitive parent, though I'm sure you'll find it helpful even if you don't necessarily identify as an HSP. So with that said, let's jump into this post now and start optimizing your life. Five Things I Teach My Kids as a Highly Sensitive Parent by Charlene Jimenez of HighlySensitiveRefuge.com I've always been a highly sensitive person, HSP. I just didn't know it. I thought I was too sensitive, too emotional, or too dramatic. But that's only because of what I've been told my entire life, even by my parents. For the last few years, I've worked to change my self-perception. I've worked to see sensitivity and emotion as the strengths they really are, and not a detriment or flaw like a lot of people see them, including loved ones. But I'm not doing it just for myself. I'm doing it for my children. And as a highly sensitive parent, there are some important truths I want them to learn. Self-acceptance is the greatest gift a parent can give. Being sensitive or emotional isn't a weakness. It's one of my biggest strengths. It means I'm highly empathetic. Tell me your story and I will feel it right along with you. It means I have a huge heart underneath the sometimes cold exterior that I use to protect my emotional self. And many times, it also means I cry. A lot. And not just for sad things. I cry when I'm happy, angry, frustrated, tired, or even when something touches my soul. Yes, it can be exhausting, but I wouldn't change who I am for anything. Self-acceptance is a powerful thing, and I worked too hard and too long to learn that lesson, and I want it to be easier for my kids. When it comes to my twin toddlers, I don't want them to have to fight against themselves most of their lives because of the labels others put on them. Instead, I want to show them the beauty of sensitivity. I want them to know that they're allowed to feel, and to feel deeply, and it's okay that this makes them different. Like all parents, I want to give my children a head start in life. But as a highly sensitive parent, I want that head start to include self-acceptance and self-love. Five truths I teach my kids as a highly sensitive parent. As my daughters grow, here are the HSP-friendly truths I model in my home. 
Number one, home is an emotionally safe place. The world is harsh, and sometimes it likes to put sensitive people to the grindstone, whittling them down until they feel empty. But my home doesn't have to be that way. When my daughters are home, they are accepted and loved. They will also be understood. If the moment they walk in that door, they need to burst into tears and be by themselves for a while, that's what they should do. No judgment here. I've done it too. My home is a place where my children are allowed to be emotional, sensitive, and feeling. It's a place where they know that being sensitive is a strength. They don't need to hide their emotions. Number two, learning to cope is an art, and that's okay. I still struggle with coping with my emotional sensitivity. It wasn't something I was taught while growing up, and finding coping mechanisms as an adult is tricky. But as a parent, I want to help my children learn how to process big emotions. And here's the rule. While they're allowed to feel that emotion, there are right and wrong ways to react. My hope is that if they learn these things early on, they'll become much more stable adults than I am. And I hope it will save them from the unnecessary pain of feeling out of control and wild and chaotic. Number three, time alone is a beautiful thing. As highly sensitive people, we all need to reset sometimes. And for me, that means being myself in a quiet environment. The world can be overwhelming. It's noisy, it's bright, and it's crowded. And all of those things can put HSPs on edge, sometimes over the edge. I've already seen the importance of this with my toddler daughters. There's a point most days where they are spiraling, diving headfirst into an out-of-control meltdown, which makes me start to spiral too. When this happens, we put them in their cribs, give them snacks, books, and toys, and let them reset for an hour or two. They can nap if they need it, but they usually don't. The beautiful part of this is that they are in their own little worlds for a while. When they're ready to rejoin the world, they talk, babble, and laugh with each other. When I take them out of their cribs following their afternoon reset, they're happy and calm. We all need our own space. We all need time to ourselves. Children are no different. Number four, you don't have to be emotionally open to everyone. Not everyone will appreciate the positive traits of an HSP, and that's fine. Some will use it to their advantage, and others will see it as an opening to poke and prod. No matter what I do as a parent, my children will experience this. It's just the way the world works. But through my own experiences, I will teach my children from the very beginning that they don't have to be vulnerable and open with everyone. It's okay to save the best parts of themselves for those they trust and those who won't manipulate their emotions to get what they want. Number five, don't be afraid to say no. I struggle less with this one than I used to, but I still have a long way to go. Sometimes it's hard to say no, because HSPs are hyper aware of the emotions of others, we never want to be the cause of negative feelings, so we say yes, a lot. It requires strength to say no, but I want my daughters to know from the beginning that they can, and should. If a friend wants them to do something they don't want to do, they can say no. It doesn't make them a bad friend or a bad person. But perhaps, the most important skill to develop is learning when to say no and when to get out of your comfort zone and allow yourself to grow. It's a balance, and it's one I try to model for them firsthand by pushing my own boundaries as well as enforcing them. It's not easy being an HSP in a world that says sensitivity is a weakness. I can't change the world for my daughters, but I can teach them that they are strong, beautiful, empathetic, and worthy human beings. Emotion shows depth. It shows an open heart. 
It shows beauty and strength, and the world could use a lot more of that. You just listened to the post titled, Five Things I Teach My Kids as a Highly Sensitive Parent, by Charlene Jimenez of HighlySensitiveRefuge.com. And thank you so much to Charlene for this post. I really liked all of it, but especially the note she ended on about finding the balance and encouraging her daughters to push boundaries. I kind of worry that we're living in an extreme culture uh, regarding parenting with sensitivity versus a more hard-nosed approach. It almost seems to have boiled down to, to like a matter of politics and making very little space for the opposition. Maybe it's just my interpretation, but if it is true, uh, at least in some degree, then certainly that would be worrisome. So a post like this that recognizes space for both vulnerability and grit is really great to be sharing. But if you do have a child that's already in a state of maybe high sensitivity or high grit, then it might be important to aid them through finding that sense of balance and explaining the value of it to them rather than just exemplifying it. The more your child can understand why and when to try on that other part of themselves, the more capable they'll be when they have to do it without you there guiding them. Not to mention, it's a great way to help them develop the building blocks of emotional awareness, which of course we like to champion here on ORD. Okay, that's going to do it for today, folks. I hope you liked this one, and I hope that it's encouraged you to seek balance with your children. Have a great rest of your Friday, and I'll see you tomorrow for our weekly Q&A episode. That's where your optimal life awaits.